Welcome to the Strategy Sherpa Show, a series of organic discussions between hosts David Chavez and a variety of notable business leaders centered around their most significant failures and how they handled those challenges so listeners can learn from their most teachable moments and apply the lessons to their organizations. Now, here's your host, David Chavez. Hey everybody, good morning. Uh, this is David Chavez, the Strategy Sherpa, and I uh, have a really great guest today. Really excited about uh, having Bill Wilson here from Wilson Creek Winery out of Temecula, California. He's gonna share a few things with us. Um, if you did get to listen to us last week, I, um, I, I got to talk to the owner, uh, Medi, out of Crazy, uh, from Crazy Pita out of Las Vegas, Nevada. He's expanding his um, operation to Houston. And um, if you didn't get a chance to take a listen to that, I would please uh, advise you to do that. He gave us some great lessons last week. And Bill is here going to do the same thing uh, right from the um, um, wine cellar at Wilson Creek, obviously. So uh, welcome, Bill. Hey, thanks for having me, David. Appreciate it. All right. Great. Great. So um, let's just start off this morning. And why don't you share with everybody a little bit about um, Wilson Creek and what 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 you guys do out there at Wilson Creek? And then we'll start to jump into some good conversation. Awesome. Uh, well, Wilson Creek is uh, truly a family owned and operated facility in uh, small wine country. It's south uh, in Southern California in an uh, area called Temecula. Uh, we're known as the Southern California wine country. And, uh, we kind of came out here, uh, as a result of a failure, basically, uh, this, uh, kind of goes along with your theme. I never really put the two together until I just spoke and I just got chills over it. Uh, but you know, I completely failed in the financial world and wanted to do something different. So I convinced my entire family to quit their jobs, sell their homes and go into debt together. And here we are 25 years later, uh, more in depth than we could possibly imagine, but we've made a payment every single year and we're just killing it and we're just couldn't be even couldn't be happier where we are. Uh, and it just has uh, kind of grown organically over the years. We're kind of if I was to write a book, it would be titled Build It and They Will Come and they've come and we've kind of catapulted that off uh, uh, with uh, we probably I've talked to a lot of people and one professional that would give his experience, his expertise because he owns five tour companies up and down California says we are the most visited winery in the world. Uh, there's not too many people, you know, I mean, because California is California and they don't do what they do in Europe and what we do here. So uh, he's like, you get more people than anybody. And it's an honor, but it's also a uh, burden so to speak of uh you got to handle all the people that come because as soon as you don't handle all the people that are coming they get mad and they don't come and yeah. so uh we are a mix of retail wholesale um we do food and beverage we do events uh, uh when we started with you david many many moons ago uh we were so proud to say we are seven unique business units operating under one entity and he goes no i don't see seven unique business units i see one and you know we just were taken aback by that but it's true there's only one name under that banner and uh that was just a mind shift for us and and uh, a good one yeah. so yeah we uh 
we're uh, we're doing about 185,000 cases right now, uh, about 105,000 in uh, um, Southern California, and the rest retail and through a large wine club that we have, and we nurture and we cater to and we massage and and uh, we'll host. Uh, anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 people here on a Saturday. So yeah. It, and, and, been, and then also, also you have, you have uh, concerts every once in a while out there too, don't you? I mean, sure. so it's, it's good for people going to San Diego to check out the concerts that you're having because you have some pretty top names out there. Yeah. We just released Brantley Gilbert. We'll probably sell him out in a, less than there a week. Go. And Dylan Scott's after that. And, oh, you know, nice. we just got some, uh, I, I'd say the A-minus listers, so to speak. Uh, they're not, you know, Kenny Chesney by any stretch of imagination, but they are good in their own rights, and and they come out here and and the reason they're they're willing to come out here and play for what they play for and to a much lesser crowd than they normally do is the way we take care of them uh, and the way we treat them and the and the interaction with the crowd. Uh, Everybody that's come play says, I will play here anytime, anywhere. This is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Because they're treated so lousily at all the other venues. You know, you get stuck in a green room, you get stuck in a RV in a in a you know, some sort <laughs> of uh, fairground somewhere. And here, you know, we treat them like royalty, feed them steak and chicken and fish and you know, the whole thing. Uh, it's it's a it's a nice event. Yeah, we'll talk. I, I wanted to save a little bit for the end about your special culture that you built out there at Wilson Creek. But, um, you know, at, at the a Strategy Sherpa show, what we talk about is like, hey, we're business owners, we're growing a business. And um, what are some of the biggest things, decisions that we really messed up? I think that what we're trying to do is help other people out there with some of the mistakes we've made and so that they can get um, an idea of what maybe not to do or understand that mistakes are part of growing, right? And really understanding how to really get your business positioned in the right place. And so um, I, you and I were talking um, last week, getting ready for the show. And um, I asked you, you know, hey, what's probably one of the biggest mistakes you, you ever made? And you started laughing you said, well, that's easy for me. I know which's the biggest mistake I've made. And 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 you said you talked a little bit about your GM, and and then I started laughing because I remember the story about the GM, and boy, that was a big one. So um, in this first segment, we like to tell a little bit about what that mistake was and how it came about. So you know, um, why don't why don't you, why don't you share with anybody a little bit about the story of like why were you looking for a general manager? What was the need, and then what how you went went about the mistake? So yeah, um, well, you got to go back a little bit um, in time, and uh, we've brought in a couple different consultants over the time, uh, and our first consultant we brought in was a family business consultant. How to be in business with your family. And, uh, you know, he pointed out you're either an employee or your family or you're a family employee. And if you are a family employee, you have to be the best employee. And uh, we've had some family members over the time that, that and I hope God, if I hope they don't see this, but uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, being honest, that that didn't put in, 
you know, 50, 60 hours a week. And they were getting paid virtually the same as I was. It was putting in that 60 hours a week. Right. And, and then, them, then they were kind of saying, well, why don't I get all the benefits? And so we brought in a family business consultant to kind of lay, lay out the line, you know, who does what, why. And he said at the time, he said, if I, if I was to tell you guys what you should do, it will tear apart your family. And what he was alluding to basically was a chain of command. And um, you eloquently say, and all the bo books say, if uh, one person is not in charge, nobody's in charge. That's correct. And yep. so back in the day, and, and this is our first, you know, we're a $10 million company at this time. If you didn't like, an answer you got from Bill or from Mick, my brother, or from anybody, you just went to another Wilson until you got the answer. And they play us uh, against each other. So, yeah, when, I just, I, I want to throw in here real quick, if you don't mind, uh, Bill. Sure. This mom and dad syndrome thing is really uh, pretty rampant inside of companies sometimes where if I don't like what mom tells me, I just go to dad. Or if I don't like what dad tells me, I go to mom. You know, the, the it's really interesting how this comes alive in your own company, right? You sure. think about it with your kids, but you never think about it with your employees. So I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to be family. Everybody has a mom and That's everybody correct. has a dad, you know, who's got the, mean, the big mean CFO, you know, and you go to the big CEO or COO and get a different answer. And uh, quite a bit of friction can happen because of that. Cause you know, there's no, you know, why did you say that? Or, you know, how I said that because of this, this, and this, you know, and I've got my reasons and you didn't know them, but then you overturn me and make everybody, uh, look lousy. So, um, so basically, what the what the guy said is, uh, you need a governor of California and you need a mayor of L.A. City. And Bill, you're the governor. You're you're the guy that's out there and about and all the committees and all the stuff throughout, you know, the Temecula and what's making you know Wilson Creek go. But when you're gone, there needs to be somebody that can operate the the city. And he put my brother in charge of the city. And so if you, what that did was basically, I did not know what was going on around here. And it was kind of, uh, again, I hope my brother doesn't see this, but uh, it's okay. It was kind of going in a direction that, that I didn't like, and we were going to lose some of our people. Uh, so anyway, make a long story short, we hired another business consultant on a CPA side, we needed some help fiscally. Uh, so we hired a, a what's they're called CPA moms of all things. And they brought in a consultant and he came in, you know, right after the recession, 2009 and 10. And they did a, a bunch of work with uh, another family business consultant. And uh, they said, if you do not listen to us, you will lose everything. Because you guys, uh, my job is to get people to go from a mom and pop company to a professionally managed, professionally run company. Roger that. Yes, sir. No, sir. And he just, and we said, do your research. 
you come back to us, interview everybody you want, and you tell us the org chart. So he came back in and said, okay, you know, Bill, you're the CEO. Mick, you're the COO. Libby, my sister, you're fired. Jennifer, my wife, you're fired. Rosie, you're fired. And Deanna, you're fired. Uh, we're going to go professional. So, the, so the, these are all the spouses of all the, the yeah. Wilson family. So, Sister and spouses. Craig was, was out there, six of us at, at the time. And uh, uh, we all went. So, so, so your consultant fired half of your, half of your family, really? Basically, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But he didn't kneecap us. You know, there's something right. called distributions. And so he basically said, all right, y'all get, at the time it was $40,000. And, you know, here's $40,000. That's what you're getting paid to work. Here, here's $40,000 to go away and to not have to work. <laughs> and, it. you know, some of them loved it. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and, and others were pissed. And. My wife was asked by the gentleman, he says, you know, I just, and I got the raise to to normal, not normal, very low CEO compensation, but above. On the lower else. end of a normal CEO's compensation. <laughs> very lower end. But, <laughs> but you know, I, it, for me, it's not about the money. And for right. anybody else out there, if you think starting your business is about the money, you're going to be wrong. That's money correct. will follow you, and we can get into that, and I can get a whole diatribe of that. But you know, you work because you love it. If you don't love it, get the hell out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, at the at the time, you know, we all said Roger Dodger. You know, uh, it, hey well, Bill, 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 Bill yeah. let's 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 stop it right there because uh, we need to run to a break. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt you in the middle sure. of that, um, so I'll bring you back to that right when we come back. But let's take a break, and we'll be right back with the Strategy Sherpa Show and Bill Wilson from Wilson Creek Winery. Thank you. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Volato. Our vision at Volato is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our jet share program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all the, the revenue that that plane generates. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. This is David Chavez, the Strategy Sherpa with Assured Strategy. You can find us at www.assuredstrategy.com. I don't think you need to say the www anymore. Maybe showing some of my age here by saying that. Um, and we're right. We're talking to Bill Wilson from Wilson Creek Winery out of Temecula, California. And he's talking about one of his decisions that he made that turned out to be not so great. And um, he was talking just uh, about hiring some family uh, business consultants that came in and started helping him right after the recession. They had fired half of his family out of the out of the company. And then Bill was promoted to the CEO and he was giving a lower end salary on the CEO range for the size of company. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he made that point very clear that he was on the lower end. Um, so uh, I think all of us that uh, run companies were probably on the lower end of them, especially at the beginning. So um, go ahead and pick it up from there, Bill. You're you you you're you're taking over, and what's going on? Yeah. So you know now we're starting to run uh, the business like a business. Uh, we kind of had a, a a theory that you know you take care of the business, it'll take care of the family instead of take care of the family and you know whatever the business gets out of it uh, is whatever gets out of it. So we and that that was that. And that was a mind shift for you guys, right? Um, because you guys were taking away from the business instead of letting the business fund your life. You were trying to fund your life from the business. Correct. Right. Correct. And, and yes. that was the big mistake that you guys didn't realize at, at first. At the time, that was a big mistake. You know, that's right. what pretty much a lot of entrepreneurs do is, you know, they 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 work the business for their life instead of you know, having their life as a result of the business. Yeah, and there you go. So, uh, and you couldn't treat everything, everybody equally. You know, it just was, it just couldn't have been done other than through distributions or whatnot. And one of the biggest, um, so just kind of pause that for a moment as we go through time a little bit. Uh, that consultant ingrained him himself into our family for the rest of his life, he could make 18,000 different decisions, but the one decision that he did make that was absolutely critical to our success was mom and dad uh, were getting a salary to live off of, but yet they weren't day-to-day operators. They weren't here. They were kind of, you know, they were being mom and dad as they should have been, and they were great at it. Um, 
And he came in and said, well, all you're doing right now is growing an estate tax liability. My parents in their late 80s at the time or early 80s at the time. He says, you know, I'm a long range thinker. 10 years from now, they're in their 90s. And if we grow this thing like I think you're going to grow, you're going to have an estate tax liability. So why don't we capitalize on the, the downturn in the recession and have you kids buy out your parents? So instead yeah. of having them get a salary that pays to uh, all the taxes and everything involved, why don't we pay them a interest rate on the note that you're going to buy from them? They have to trust <clears throat> that you're going to pay that note every every month, you know? So, right. uh, and then this will give them enough money to do whatever they feel they want to do. And sure enough, you know, we were able to massage the numbers where they got plenty of money for what they needed because they've been winding down. Uh, but yet all the ownership to the company turned to the kids. So we got you know, the full responsibility of running the company and owning it at the same time. And that was a huge financial gain for us um, kids and whatnot, and the responsibility that went along with that. So it was huge. Um, uh, you know, you're coming out of a recession. Uh, you're scared to death. Never want to go through that recession again, um, as everybody else was. But yeah, it's still trying to grow a business. So as we were growing, um, the consultant's job is uh, to get people to figure out what their exit strategy is. Yep. And one of those exit strategies is to bring in, you know, somebody to run the company so the owners can have their lifestyle from the business, not in the business. And so... You know, he goes, how would it like to be to bring in somebody to run all the BS and all the stuff that your team does and all the stuff, and then you just get to enjoy like your mom and dad get to enjoy, and you get to go do all the stuff that, that you need to do as the governor again. Here's that governor, uh, you know, city manager thing or mayor, and, you know, wouldn't that be great? And I'm sitting there going, no, it wouldn't be great. But if that's the direction that you see happening, then let's go find a general manager that has some experience and yada, yada, yada. Um, so, 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 so what you're doing is the consultants are helping you um, with understanding what you need to do to exit the business someday. But right now, you're still very interested in being active in the company. And so so they suggested to maybe have somebody run the day-to-day -day operations of the company so you could go be Bill Wilson of Wilson Creek Winery and basically kiss babies and realize your dream. Correct. You know, um, you know as a CEO of a prominent company in an area... Uh, you get elevated to, uh, I won't say rock star status, but I can't have yeah. an affair in Temecula without somebody recognizing me at a restaurant. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. Not that yeah. that would happen, but 
uh, you know, I tell my, you know, people say, well, what do you want? And I, I keep saying, and I've told you, all I want to do is walk down the street, my head held high with my logo shirt on. And people say, I love your place. You, your place is awesome. Thank you very well, that, much. Well that, well, that, well, that happened to you when you got on the show with us. My marketing person had been out yeah. to your winery and before she even was hired with us. And um, she just got done telling you how much she loves your winery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's my goal, right? You know, to yep. to hop on a plane and have somebody say, you know, wink at me and, and like, hey, nice job. Thank you. And, and, you know, how to put that into a smart goal and all the things that you consultants talk about, it's, it's damn near impossible, but you, you know it, you feel it. And uh, so, uh, where, yeah, so anyway, doing all that stuff that I do outside of here for here and for, you know, mankind in general, so to speak, um, you know, takes your eye off of the everyday a little bit. And he felt that having somebody here that was a lot bigger ass kicker than than I was would help drive this company forward. Um, so we hired a guy out of um, out of Napa, and he came down here, and he tried to make Wilson Creek Napa, and um, he tried to take you know fun family friendly feel and turn it into highest quality wine and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Snob, uh, snobville. snobville. Snobville is really, yeah. yeah. And that's not your winery. No, <laughs> uh, we, we're laid, we're, we're not laid back, but we're fun. We're energetic. Uh, you know, we kind of try to take the snob off the, you know, the wine off the snob shelf. We think outside the box. We have some creative product. We do that and we lean into it. Uh, we try to do things a little differently. Uh, to set ourselves apart, right? And right. but yet, that's who we are, and it's worked very, very well for us. Uh, we haven't, you know, tried to live or do something completely different from the way who we were. Uh, we just leaned into who we were, uh, as as Wendy, my marketing person, says, "Own it. Yeah. You're the fun winery. Own it. You yep. know. Yep. Um, but you have to have the pinnacle wines. You have to have." Uh, certain things. So he came in here, and I remember his first week here. We took him out to to dinner in a sushi joint, and he told my wife, who runs all our merchandising still today, uh, we thought it would be like a thirty, forty thousand dollar a year business. Well, it's a one point two million dollar a year business out of our tasting room of just merchandise, t shirts, little knickknacks, and and whatnot. And she does it all by herself, and she goes crazy uh, sometimes. But he's like, "Well, she does it in oh. a good way. She has a very good taste, and it's very yeah. simple taste. So it, it it exemplifies your brand in a very positive way. What Jennifer correct. does, right? Correct, correct. <laughs> and well, one of the thing, <laughs> one of the shirts, and one of the, some of the things that was very, very popular, and it had some hoity-toity ladies on on the shirt or on the dish towel says drink up bitches and he's like you know none of that anymore we're getting away from all the dogs and all that and she goes who the hell are you to tell us what to do and what i'm putting in the shop he goes right because he, 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 he he's going back to snobville and he's trying to make you 
like a snobby winery when you're just a simple, loving, caring people that want to have a simple, loving, caring business that makes it very approachable, the wine very approachable, sure. right? Yep. Fun, friendly, family feel. That's oh, yeah, I love how you say it. Yeah. And then we, we throw in philanthropic before you came in. Now it's all written down into detailed core values, the whole right. thing. But it's still fun, family, friendly feel. And so, and that was part of it. But he wasn't about the fun, family, friendly feel. He was all about wine and wine and wine and only wine and wine and wine. And so, um, but, you know, he wanted a guaranteed contract for two years. He rented down here. He kept his house up there. He didn't fully commit. Uh, when I'd go on one of my job duties or vacation or something, he was never here. Uh, he he would blow up on people. He had a fuse about that big. Um, he he'd start doing this. And that was you know I'm a poker guy. So when somebody starts doing that, you know, <laughs> oh boy, here it comes. <laughs> and my team says, it's me or he. We're done. This guy is a tool. Uh, this guy does not have Wilson Creek in his in his veins. He doesn't have Wilson Creek's best interests at heart. He, hey, Billy negotiated a name. He wanted to be called president and general manager. And I don't care about titles. You know, I really don't. But yeah. if you're not a family and you what whatnot, titles are very important to you. So he was basically using us as a stepping stone to move up the president general manager reign to go back to Napa and do that. Yeah, and so, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here because this is another great place for a break. So um, he's using you to stepstone his career correct. instead of helping you develop Wilson Creek Winery into the winery, the family vision. And with that, we'll come right back after the break and uh, we'll continue on with Bill Wilson. Bill, thank you very much. It's great to talk so far. Take a break. Be right back. Thank you very much. Strategy Sherpa Show. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Anyone can learn the keys to success from podcasts, TED Talks, and other forms of media. But what you really don't learn is the failures that lead up to that point. Join David Chavez on the Strategy Sherpa Show as he and notable business leaders have that discussion and teach you how valuable it is to learn from your failures. The Strategy Sherpa Show, Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social. 
to go viral and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get amplified. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Here, it is. Uh, here I am, David Chavez, a strategy Sherpa, here with Bill Wilson from Wilson Creek Winery. And um, if you are interested in Wilson Creek Winery, you can get on the website, Wilson Creek Winery, and um, check them out. They're in Temecula, California. But we're right in the middle of a conversation about hiring a GM. He's coming in and trying to make their winery Snobville, Napa, instead of down-to-earth Temecula, Wilson Creek Winery. And the family's starting to get a little upset about this decision, and it's starting to bubble up. So I'll let Bill Wilson take it over from here. <laughs> Very, uh, not necessarily the whole family, just one yeah. of the family, <laughs> me. <laughs> um, <laughs> because decisions were made, you know, without any interaction. Uh, he was, you know, unilaterally running full steam with, uh, what he thought was unabated control uh, and desire to move this company into the Napa-esque or the Napa stat status uh, winery. And uh, we were not, and nor are we, nor do we ever want to be. I'll, I'll compete wine to wine on, on what we do, but they cannot compete with me on what we do and how do we make people feel warm and welcome and, and whatnot. So as uh, we were going through this process, it was very, very painful for me to sit down at the end of uh, uh, the building and watching this guy systematically, almost willfully destroying this company. Um, I was having mass exodus. People were coming to me. Hey, Bill, we love you. This guy's not right. Hey, Bill, you should see what he does. The way he treats people is not right. You know, and and I knew he wasn't right. Um, because as I, I was beginning to say with my wife, he and my wife had an absolute screaming match in the middle of the sushi restaurant and saying, I don't care what you want. You will do it as I want you to do it. I've gotten uh, the authority to change this winery and da 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 da. And she's like, "By who?" Uh, and and so <laughs> you know, my wife. He, he he forgot that your wife owned the winery. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, she's like, "You could." Do whatever you want with the wine, but you don't you dare touch my merchandise. And my merchandise is, uh, you know, everybody that comes in uh, says what a wonderful job she does. And some it of the unique and creative things that she has associated with wine 
that you're just typical stuff. So um, that was and, and the so, so, so wife, you're so hey, you're I, in this. I gotta situation. show you this. Oh, pose. I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. The gentleman's wife was like this. Dead oh, quiet. his his wife sat there like that. Just like he's done this to her is what I'm reading. Oh, my reading. goodness. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. It oh, was, I don't think you've ever shared that part with me before. I may, you may have slipped, but, you know, so Ooh. guys, follow the female intuition. I did not follow my wife's intuition. She goes, that guy's got to go. That guy's wrong for this place. And she was like the first one to say, he's wrong. And, you know, I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. My wife's saying that he's wrong. But every time my wife has a gut feeling about somebody, mm -hmm. it's true. Yep. And uh, she liked you, by the way. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. Well, yeah. I, well, well, I didn't come in and try to change who you guys are. I mean, uh, you guys are who you are, right? Well, yeah, but you tried to bring that out of us. And, and kind of tying the whole mistake into not following who you are. And not being true to yourself, which is, oh, I got goosebumps again. Because um, when I tell you, you get so passionate uh, in, in developing some of the core values and, you know, what is a fun, family-friendly feel winery and with philosophical, you know, you, you sat us through and a painful uh, introspective of who we are as a company. And we wrote down core values that to this day, um, but there was, I missed a step here. So I went to the board and I, and he has a two year contract. And I said, this is it. You, I'm, it's me or he, and, uh, I can't handle it anymore. I'm giving the guy a six month vacation. In other words, I had to pay him for two years anyway. This is circa June. I've uh, attended uh, an assured strategy workshop. I've uh, I've kind of started playing some of that stuff uh, against your better rules. Of don't go back and start teaching this right away to your team. I went back and said, "Hey, team, this is kind of uh, a rollout, and and what we're what we're going to do, and what we're going to go, and kind of some of the things that we're lacking." And okay. I gave him so. So you gave him a what? No, I'm sorry. So I gave him a six month vacation. I said, yeah. you know, you're you're not going to be part of this company. Go back up to Napa, and you can take your president and GM title and go get a president GM job, you know, out of this area. Okay, um, so 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 I want to stay here just one second because I want to make sure that we're uh, summarizing this for everybody. So. You hired a consultant that came in for the family business. They're trying to help you. You guys talked a little bit about, hey, we want this winery to be worth something when we decide to leave. And so they're setting it up for exit because um, exits can happen anytime, sure. right? You're not, you guys weren't actively looking to get out of the winery, but at the same time, you wanted to set it up. So anytime you needed to get out, you could get out. And so sure. you're trying to do things that the consultants are saying they're, they recommended maybe getting a general manager be, so you could get out and just be the face of the winery and really grow the winery by being the face of it and then let somebody else run the day-to-day -day operation. And then that was this general manager. Correct. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's probably. And I, 
True to and I think day. it's important for people to know that your board isn't made up of totally family members. You actually have external people that sit on the board to sure. help you guys so you don't make silly decisions as a family. Is that a that that is absolutely fair and and uh they kind of are the heavy hands so to speak instead of me saying i want to drive revenue or me saying i want to go this direction they make me do the right thing because that's who i report to i report to the board and then the board reports to the shareholders i'm one of the shareholders and i'm one of the board now i'm one of the board before i was yeah. not yeah. um but you know, the out, outside voices still are the people that we're listening to um, right. as far as some of the decisions that are the tough decisions to make. Because you, so, you, you constantly want to be challenged, is this decision we're making the best one for the winery, for the long term, and the family for the long term? Yeah, I never, I never want to make uh, a mistake. And... You know, you're going to make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But, you know, one of the mistakes we've made uh, back in the in distribution is is we overshot our supply line to put it into military terms. You know, we, we hired a body in Chicago. We hired a body in uh, Miami. We hired a body in Northern California for the West Coast. And and they didn't even sell their salaries worth on the gross level, yet alone. Um on a profit basis. So uh, we kind of scrapped that whole thing and we started working concentric circles outside of Temecula, Arizona, Nevada, stuff that people could come here and reach here and, and, and hear about it. Still to this day, and we're kind of going through an exercise now of you know what do we have that we can put package and put out on the store shelf of who we are in Chicago, Miami, New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, Dallas and uh, we're working on that so you know we're now kind of catching up so to speak and taking that to the next level but uh, getting back to you know the decision allowing somebody else to come in and try to change your culture right but what I realized from that is I had to change my culture me mm -hmm. I had to change me I had to change who I was how I handled it uh, how I brought other people in uh, I had to learn the word we instead of I, um, I had to get other people's input. I had to value that, that input and then ultimately make a decision as a group. So you got the buy-in, uh, that was the biggest thing. And, uh, that, that, that you helped us with, um, is okay. You know, Bill's the CEO, not Mick, not Libby, not Rosie, not Jerry, not Craig, not it. It's Bill's decision. And that was very confusing for the team. Whose yeah. decision is it if we to go to Miami? Chuck's. No, yeah. it's Bill's. Yeah. Whose decision is it to start a restaurant and go down this direction? Uh, that would be the chef and food and beverage. No, that's Bill's decision. Yeah, like, but Bill's, it, it's Bill's decision with a lot of input from the team you surround yourself with, because you're very good at getting input from all of them, right? Because you don't want to just go and make sweeping decisions, which you were doing before that. You weren't getting input from everybody, right? I, I wasn't sharing the input that I got. I was just making the decision 
and not running the input by anybody and just making decisions. And, you know, they're like, whose decision was that? Well, it was my decision. It was the right decision to buy three more tanks instead of renting tanks, to buy this instead of that. But I just made the decision instead of informing everybody and having everybody have a chance to weigh in on the decision. And so the biggest help that, that, well, so get back to the GM for a second and I'll, I'll give yeah. you a little out of, we got about a minute. So let's just wrap up the GM. I think it's probably great to wrap so, them up right now. So in firing the GM, I had to change. I had to completely change who I was, how I operated. And with that, the system that you guys put into place allowed me to be that it allowed me to be me but yet with a system in place that people could get behind. And that was the single thing that has turned this company to be where it is today. Yeah. So you terminated this guy and you moved on from him. You gave him a six month vacation. In other words, you paid him for six months just to make him go away. And um, you saved your company from turning it into something that you, the family would not have been happy because um, you guys are probably some of the warmest easygoing people I've ever met. And, and even your wife, Jennifer is that way also. And the one that ended up getting in a fight with this guy right out of the gate, that's very unusual for Jennifer to do. And so you have all these unusual things happening with the winery. So you guys decide to move on from them, but you realize that, Hey, I, I, Bill Wilson need to step up as being the CEO. And let's, 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 uh, let's talk about a little bit more of those things in a few moments when we come back from break, but I really appreciate you sharing, Bill, like, because that was a pretty big challenge for you guys for about a year, year and a half that really affected the winery. And uh, there were some good things that came out of it because any bad decision has good things in it. But, um, but also it changed the winery and you had to bring it back to the family winery, right? So, the, so you had a pretty heavy lift right when this guy left. And let's talk about that right when we get back from break. We're in the Shatter- Strategy Sherpa Show. I'm David Chavez here with the esteemed Bill Wilson from Wilson Creek Winery, um, the CEO. And we'll be right back after this break. America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Volato. Our vision at Volato is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our jet share program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all the, the revenue that that plane generates. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody. I'm David Chavez, the Strategy Sherpa. I'm here with Bill Wilson from Wilson Creek Winery, the CEO, and he's sharing some of his um, decisions that didn't work out exactly the way he wanted it to. But he was talking about some distribution decisions that he made, and um, he was talking about um, expanding the company into different parts of the country, That and that was done a little bit, and you were sharing Right before break, Bill. Well, I was sharing that it was a major investment, and it, we don't operate like most winery owners, where the winery is a tax write-off. This winery feeds four families, and we don't have chips against the rail. We burned the boats in the bay a long time ago, and so <laughs> we we don't have that comfort zone to lose money on anything at any time, which is you know. A little bit more comfortable today and knowing that you know we're going to be around we just have to you know manage our our cost accordingly uh but at the time we were trying to expand and we we're investing close to six hundred thousand dollars a year to go across the united states and nobody understood who we were no one understood the product. We were a little ahead of our time. What the hell is almond champagne? We had one product. We didn't have, you know, and and so we paid all these people and did all this promotion only to have it fall flat on its ass. Uh, and the board helping me to pull the plug, unfortunately, for some of the people that we hired in those states, you know, it was like, okay, we're done. Um, we're going to start concentric circles from here into Arizona and Nevada. Uh, stuff that we could hop on a plane to get to, you know, for $39 on Southwest Air versus, you know, five and a half hour drugs to New York to deal with the mafia in New York. Yeah, this was this was this was for one of the first issues I, I, I helped you with when I came in. And, and 
there's a um, book by Jim Collins, Great by Choice. And in that book, he talks about firing bullets before cannonballs. And sure. when we started talking about this and what I was trying to explain to you guys is, hey, let's fire some bullets in the, the neighboring cities where it's a little less expensive if we make mistakes. Yeah. And um, and then that way, once we get that down, we can start to get make the circle a little bit bigger, the concentric circle, as you put it, a little bit bigger. And yeah. so we started doing that and expanding the winery from that point of view, too. So yeah, figure good. out what you do and then is it a replicatable marketing concept is the whole thing. Can it be duplicated where this cannot be, you know, we, we have this, you know, home base mothership. Um, you know, how do we replicate? How do we duplicate that? And it's, yeah, I want to, I want to get a, I want to get a little bit in there on you on the winery. I, I'm sorry I interrupt you. We're getting a little shorter on time, and I just want to make sure that I get some things in here on the winery. So you're in Temecula, and um, what should I expect if I decide to come to Temecula and to visit Wilson Creek? What should I expect when I walk onto the winery, into the winery? So, Well, first of all, you're going to come through – Concrete jungle from uh, Orange County, Los Angeles, San Diego. And you're going to turn off on the freeway on Rancho California Road, and you're going to go buy a bunch of commercial, you know, residential. And all of a sudden, you're going to pass a street, and in that street, it turns to country immediately. Boom! Uh, and it, it literally oh, goes from lots of houses to you're in the country. Nothing. You are in the country. And this is all by design um, from our uh, governing fathers to set this up as a agriculture district. Mm -hmm. And so minimum lot size was five acres. It was 10 acres. Then it was five acres. Now it's 10 acres again. So if you wanted to come in and buy out vineyards that were for sale by the dozens uh, back in the early 2000s. Uh, you could only subdivide them into five acre parcels. Now it's 10 acres to even further um, say that. So anyway, uh, that was by design. I was part of that as well. So as you come through, you're going to see a bunch of different wineries. There, there's one left, one right, one left, one right, as you can continue out. And it's about three and a half miles into wine country, and you're going to turn into a very um, a gravel parking lot on purpose, and uh, with beautiful flowers and vineyards. And you're going to see this building, you're going to see this entrance, and it's going to say, "Come on in." And once you walk in, you completely leave the city or the problems that you have in the parking lot. And you walk in and you are completely awash with beautiful flowers, warm and engaging uh, employees and wonderful wine and wonderful food. And you sit yep. out in the courtyard or you go to the tasting bar and you have no concept that you're in Southern California. You could be anywhere in the world other than where you are. And your, your, your problems is just wash away. You forget about them for that moment of time. And that's what we try to do. We try and enhance people's lives by giving them that experience to where they can just relax and not get berated that they should love this Cabernet from this vineyard and not this Cabernet from this vineyard. You yeah, know, and if it, you like what you like, 
if you've been to wineries and you've been to pours, um, pouring, uh, tasting rooms, there's usually of like four or five people there pouring wine, um, on a Saturday or Sunday. Cause your tasting room is huge. I would, there's no other way to describe it. How many pouring stations could you have? I, I mean, it's gotta be at least 20 to 40. We have, uh, 600 linear feet of bar space. Uh, <laughs> okay it's probably more than that <laughs> so. yeah uh, we probably have more bar space than anybody and covid actually helped us have more bar space because it made tasting outside cool again because uh, before it was like oh i don't i don't want to pour outside or i don't want to taste outside now we give the people would you like to uh have a sit down tasting stand up tasting would you like to be inside or outside and uh so they get they get an option of what they what they want um and it's hustling and bustling uh i think we have what 65 employees just in the tasting room on a given saturday and then as many in the food and beverage side we have 274 employees now it's just nuts it's crazy yeah um, and so we're, we're, we're in our last minute of the show, and I just wanted to thank you, Bill, for coming on and sharing some of these uh, challenges, uh, some of the mistakes you've made and some of the decisions that were made in the winery. Um, I think that it's a humbling experience to come on and share with people um, some of the things you didn't do well, because there's so many shows out there that talk about how great we are. Um, and you're coming in here and talking about some of the challenges you've had, and I really appreciate that. I think a lot of the people listening will really appreciate it. Um, not every Everybody will listen today, but they'll listen over time. And then I'm sure they'll learn some lessons from you uh, listening to this um, this show and really understanding some of the challenges you went through. Um, if somebody wants to visit you, they can go out WilsonCreekWinery.com. Is that, Absolutely. That's correct, right? WilsonCreekWinery.com. Okay. Info at WilsonCreekWinery.com will get us to my assistant. Uh, you've got questions, uh, fine. If you want to come out and have a glass of wine. Anytime after four o'clock, I'm I'm good. I can't drink before four o'clock. I have to put that on myself. Otherwise, I'd be a raging <laughs> alcoholic. Right. And yep. <laughs> uh, um, I thoroughly enjoy talking of our successes and of our failures and helping anybody that, that wants to get into their own business and some of the mistakes that you, you make. Because uh, yep. had yep. I known how hard it was, I probably wouldn't have done it. But now that I did it, I'm so glad we did. But it was hard. You know, opening your business is hard. It's uh, it's stuff that you just don't think about. Oh, okay, Bill. Well, hey, I, I have to close. We have a hard stop. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Bill Wilson, Wilson Creek Winery, Strategy Sherpa Show, David Chavez. Thank you very much for joining us. And we'll look forward to having you next week. Take care, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. We hope we've given you some insight into the journey of success and how the road to success is laid with bricks of failure. Tune in next week for another inspiring episode.